My co-hosts are already distracting me, as you can tell. There's so much to cover, and we have a special guest. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, man. You know what? You guys, I apologize about that just discombobulated intro. My co-hosts are just cracking jokes. They just, you know, whatever. Anyway, welcome to the after show for Rebel. My name is Ava Hill. You can find me on Instagram at the Ava Hill. And to my left. And I'm Lanisha, guys. And you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Lanisha underscore 33. Okay. Hey, guys. My name is TK Trinidad. You can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. And we have a special guest. We do. Mr. Carl Seaton. Yes, director and writer. So, um, I guess let's just get into it. Um, So, how has (laughs) it... You know, let's just get right on into it. So, this is episode three, Chasing Ghosts. And you directed this episode in the last Correct. episode? Okay, mm-hmm. so how was how was that experience? Oh, it was amazing, actually. Yeah. Uh, we had 13 days to shoot both episodes. It was, uh, wow. my episodes were the first episodes up after John's uh, movie mm-hmm. slash okay. pilot. So, I was kind of the start of the season. Oh, yeah, pressure. So, uh, okay. there, there, was, there was some pressure there. Yeah, but being from Chicago, we uh-huh. handle pressure. Okay, so I saw I that you gonna, guys. I was going to shout that out too, like Chicago in the building, stand yeah, up. Yeah. Building, yes. Okay, so they <laughs> handle much, anything. They've already <laughs> kind of had like a little tag team. So I don't have Lanisha on my side for this after show because you they're never have from Lanisha Chicago. On your side. <laughs> so you know they're just they're just leaving me out here. So how was it working with John Singleton? How was that? Oh, it was amazing. Well, you know he's a, he's a legend. He's an iconic filmmaker, visionary. Um, his his film Boys in the Hood. Well, do the right thing is what led me to becoming a director. Had nice. it not been do the right thing, it would have been Boys in the Hood. So these two films were like, you know, in particular, moved me to say I want to make films and move people the way they move people. Nice. How did you guys um, know we are meet each other and build that relationship? It's funny. Uh, I met him at ABF. Well, actually, yeah, I met him at the American Black Film Festival when it was okay. in Acapulco back in 2000 when mm-hmm. I had my first film in the festival. Okay. And we're also in the same fraternity, Kappa Alpha Psi. So, uh, okay, I'm yeah. Greek myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm Greek myself. I wonder which one. I don't oh, know. Take uh, a so hard. Guess. Right? So Take a hard. guess. Which one do I... Which know. sorority do I look like yeah. I'm in? Hmm. I look Ivy-ish. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> yeah. So uh, we met there and uh, okay. maintained a relationship through the years as... Uh, okay, nice. make a film. All right, awesome. So, do you girls have any? I want to open the floor. Well, it was like working with Method Man. That was great. It's cool. He's, I mean, he's very, uh, he's approachable. You know, he's flexible. He's not really uh, rude in everything. Plus, he's a he's a younger actor, still you know getting his chops together and mm-hmm. everything. And he's really invested in becoming a better actor. Where he takes it seriously, which is really cool. You know, yeah. they're on time, respectful. That's all you can ask for as an actor. You know, show up, do the work. You know, pay attention, and and he's he's all that. You know, he has a great personality. He's always very personable. And uh, he's a joy to be around on the set as well. Yeah, I heard he's very shy though, like, like timid. Danielle was saying that, um, like during the, the intimate scenes, it's not what you think of. Like you think of like Method Man from Wu Tang, like I'm gonna rip everything off, and then you think of him like, oh. Well, I know two very different worlds. I mean, yeah. being on stage, yeah, I, I just saw Wu Tang perform true. two weeks ago. Oh, where did you go? Uh, the Palladium. Oh, uh, I went yeah. to um, um, House. Oh my gosh. House of Blues. Yes. Oh, okay. And yeah. he didn't show up. I was very upset. Oh, oh. He, was, he was there for yeah. a while. He's, he's still jumping in the stage, Uh-oh. still stage diving. Because you so. went there. No, he didn't okay. even know I was there. I was okay. just I was just a fan <laughs> of the Wu. So, okay. uh, but I mean, it's totally different worlds. I mean, performing in front of an audience of 
thousands is totally different from an intimate seating just one on one. And there's a camera crew all around. It's lights. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different uh, process. Nice. So I can see why he'd be a little uncomfortable about that. And now yeah. you kind of you look like an actor. Have you done acting stuff before? No. What does an actor look like? I mean, he looks like an actor. <laughs> if I saw him down the street, I would think like, oh, it's L.A. You look I'm like. I'm gonna an find the compliment in that. Yeah, there's not. It's not a negative. Okay. Not like you look like a troll. Like what do you want? <laughs> well, no, I'm an actor, so I was just. I well, just I didn't think know. you were an actor, though. Oh, really? <laughs> Thank you. Of course she didn't. But you know what? Listen, it's not up to her, guys. She's not a casting director, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, um, love but yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, just gotta toss it back. Just gotta toss it back. Um, you know. But no, I'm not an actor. No, okay. I did take acting classes and did. Uh, some theater in Chicago, so just so I could understand the process that actors mm-hmm. go through. Okay. Because initially coming out of film school, I was a little intimidated by actors and how they approach their work. And going through classes and actually going through the steps they go through helped me to understand their process and how to better communicate with them the most effective. And now as far as the episodes that you directed, was there anything that um, was challenging to you or anything that you're proud of? Like when you... Uh, challenging time-wise, you know, we two episodes in 13 days is a very short amount of time to do an awful lot. Mm-hmm. But I am proud of the fact that we accomplished it. And that was, that's a testament to the producers, uh, John, the showrunner Randy Huggins, my AD team, uh, my cinematographer, and the cast. We all it was a it was a concentrated, unified effort where we were all moving in the same direction. You know, we didn't have we didn't have time for like diva attitudes or mm-hmm. uh, you know drama or anything like that. It's just efficiency, and everybody brought their uh, A game. Nice. You hear you hear that? I just like I don't I don't I like I how things just roll efficiency efficiency. Just hit I, don't, with efficiency. I don't know what I was directing over here, but okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. She gets out of line, y'all. Efficiency. I just sounds good. She'll get it. Yeah, one, one day. One, one day. day. I, don't, I might have to jump back on your side. I don't want you to be yeah, outnumbered. That's I don't understand. Sometimes they have to fend for themselves. And and let me tell you, Carl. I know, but now let me tell you, Carl. Totally, totally prepared to defend for self. Do you have any questions, Lanisha, that you would love to ask? Yeah, go ahead. Being from Chicago, being from the city, um, nowadays there's a lot more film and more production kind of Mm -hmm. coming to the city, and that just started within the the last few years. So before that, what what advice would you give to someone who's trying to direct, produce, or anything besides acting in this industry? What advice would you give them about moving or how to get started? Well, I would say because I did my first feature before I moved out here, Mm. and uh, and that was back in 99. So there wasn't a lot of production. In fact, at the time, a lot of production was going to Toronto. Mm. So uh, we were shooting... Uh, we shot our film... I would tell, I would suggest filmmakers to shoot as much as they can now to learn the craft, to mm. perfect the craft, because once they make the transition to New York or L.A., it's going to be a totally different uh, educational process. They'll be starting over from scratch yeah. anyway. So you want to arm yourself with as much knowledge, tools, and experience as you can before you step out into a, a bigger, bigger pond. Yeah, that's that's good advice. Yeah, yeah, that Make is sure really you're prepared. Good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and it's also really interesting to hear, I guess, that <laughs> end of the industry because being an actor, you don't really get the full experience on both ends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting. Um, I guess you said that you have taken acting courses before, but what was it? That I guess uh, defined the moment for you to be like, I'd rather be behind the camera. Was that like I, I a never moment? To, I never wanted. You to. never wanted to do. Oh, always wanted interesting. to be behind the camera. Yeah. Oh, like okay. I said, when I saw I Do the Right Thing, well, I grew up watching a lot of television, a lot of film, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a part. It was a big part of my life, but I never really looked at it as making a jump, saying I want to do this. But when Spike came out, and not only did he come out with his films, but he would write books mm-hmm. to accompany each film to help demystify the process. Mm-hmm. And that made it more doable as well. But when, when Do the Right Thing came out, I was so moved. I'm like, wow, 
this is what I want to do. And the same thing happened with, with Boys in the Hood as well. It's just like, wow. I want to make tell stories that reflect my life, my experiences, that can connect with people that, you know, that don't really see they themselves really at see all. Themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's so amazing, too, because it's... Um, I had the same experience, but with uh, John Singleton's Higher Learning. Mm. Like, he's the reason why I got a track scholarship and came to the U.S., like, that vision. So it's just so nice when people go beyond the, like, yeah, you can have the big, like, kind of big movies and all that stuff, but you kind of want to touch people and instill certain things and, you know, have the film live on beyond yourself. Like, it's just, it's really great project. Like, BT's coming up. This is... (laughs) Yeah, black no, woman yeah. with a gun killing people. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, yes. you know, between this and the quad, I just feel like you know, BT is really putting you know really good. Work and don't forget the new edition stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. Was that, really that was amazing. Yeah. 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 So it's just it's really great to see BT really you know um, excelling when it comes to like new projects. Out, yeah. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Moving um, a little bit away from reality and things like that, even if they don't yeah. get back to their roots, Wait, just like music videos. Re- but they didn't really have a, a lot few. Of they would have a few. So at least instead of trying to bring in an audience with that. They're bringing it back to the art of, you know, storytelling and really yeah. mm-hmm. good production. And in this episode, Lauren London um, plays Kim. How was mm-hmm. it working with her? It was great. I mean, this was she just had her her uh, her, her second child mm-hmm. maybe like a month or six weeks oh, prior wow. to shooting. Oh, we should take back. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she really uh, she brought she came in. She brought it. You know, she she came <laughs> in ready to work and uh, definitely did her thing. So yeah, it cool. yeah, it was really cool. She, yeah. was joy, she was a joy to work with, you know. Like I said, she she jumped right in, and, you know, she throws some ad-libs in, and some one-liners, some zingers, so she was really cool. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, um, in this episode, um, there was a lot going on, um, but there's, like, three different things I really wanted to touch on, which is um, the whole Kim situation. She's a vet, and she used to um, be with um, Rebel and TJ, um, and then she ends up being homeless, um, and then they try to figure that whole thing out. And then uh, I guess Yolanda was at the soup kitchen and tried to help Kim and two other veterans. And then ends up being that Yolanda kills the other Damn, vets. So to kinda, it's just story. like, I know. It's just, <laughs> it's so much All going right, on. Bye. <laughs> it's so much What's going that? on. Um, and I was just trying to keep up. So, well, um, first of all, she wasn't homeless, she was hiding out. Oh, okay. See, I thought. See, oh, that's okay. why she. Okay. I thought she was homeless. Because okay. They, they, Wasn't um, she staying at, at TJ's? She was in. Thing? Yeah, she was at his at his uh his quarters uh-huh. initially. But once Kim was on on the hunt for her, she said, mm-hmm. "Let me go somewhere that no one goes to look for you," mm-hmm. which is a homeless situation. So, you know, that's why they and that's why they looked there. They said, "Okay, she'll go somewhere that most people aren't looking for anyone." Mm-hmm. There, and right. That's the case. You know. Okay, so how do you think that this will relate to people with PTSD and that type of thing, who's like served and that kind of stuff? I mean, I think it relates heavily because they're kind of they're they're asked to serve the country. They're asked to execute certain orders with no question, no no uh, reservation, or anything like that. And then and once when they come time, back, they're just right. kind of left to fend for themselves. And sometimes, and post traumatic stress disorder is so prevalent and so difficult to assess because you can't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and also with people of color, mental illness is already. Yeah, it's already like a shun type of situation. It's a taboo thing. I wonder why that is, though. Like, why is it that in our community specifically, we we kind of shun the topic of mental illness or PTSD or or anything? Because we can't see it. You know, like, I I think even though we can't see cancer, we can see the effects of cancer physically. Mm -hmm. Right. But mental illness is all, you know, like, they're just Mm -hmm. crazy. And and also, our ability to self medicate with vices, be it Mm -hmm. malt liquor, be it drugs, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, Pretty or the Bible or whatever you know right, it's just yeah. what we do in our culture we and we don't yeah. trust 
the medical profession as well, especially when it comes to like psychology, therapy, and things like that. So yeah. a lot of that gets swept under the rug. We all have a relative that you just put up in that room, and you know they just stay in that they, room, and they figure it out. They figure yeah, they it figure out. It yeah, out. They kind of deal with it on their own. Yeah. You know? So. I think we've been through so much just over generations, too. It's just kind of one of those things where, you know, you have the ancestors come over by the... I was about to say something totally different. But you have the ancestors come by boat. You have all that oh, you have all that stuff, and they couldn't afford to complain or have mental illness. Mm-hmm. They had to do whatever they need to do mm-hmm. in order for their legacy and their family to survive. So you pass that on now, and you look at, like, we don't, we don't have... Yeah. We're not supposed to do that because we're still fighting the, the good fight. We're supposed right. to still, you know you know, excel and succeed and you don't have time to be sick. You don't have time to... Mm -hmm. Yeah, to piggyback off that, I think it's like in our community, we may look at it as weakness. Yeah. And we're always in a position, well, just growing up and like speaking of ancestors, where you couldn't kind of show that weakness. Right. You know what I mean? You didn't want to show that. So, right, you still don't. So, I think that's a big part of it too. Well, do you think that um, what this episode um, talked about when it comes to that kind of thing, do you think that it will, will, I guess, relate to people who have served or people who don't really understand PTSD that, you know, may, I don't know, shun it in a way in their own home or? If anything, I I hope it will open a conversation because there are people that didn't just go to war to suffer from PTSD, you know. Right. I suffered from PTSD growing up in Chicago, Mm. seeing some things. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 And and didn't realize it until later on in life, Mm -hmm. you know. And we hate that term, shy rap. Oh, okay. Good we, to know. Yes. <laughs> Me and I've heard that before. That, like, yes. I've heard that before. Yes. Yeah, because I'm, you know, I've always, I, of course you know that there's, you know, crime in Chicago, but mm-hmm. I just never knew how bad it was. And apparently it's been getting worse, like, you know, as of recently. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Well, first of all, it's not getting worse. Like, it's probably, it was probably much worse than, like, 91, So then what is it, what's the difference between, why Why is there so much emphasis on it now? Because of social, social media, media. Yeah. and the ability to disseminate, disseminate information much faster. Mm-hmm. You know, back then, if it wasn't in the Defender or, you know, a blurb in the newspaper, it wasn't you know, nationwide news. And also, not that this is okay, but back in the day, it was like more, it was organized crime, if that makes sense, but there Mm -hmm. are more, more and more gangs that were organized. Now it's just more kids that are kind of, they're just reckless and they don't care about anything that they're doing. So it also just seems worse because it's, it's so careless. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think Trump's, the fact that Trump said he's going to be sending in the feds or whatever. Yeah, that 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 definitely won't solve the problem. There's way too many guns in the city for that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, this is a great topic because even in Rebel, it highlights, you know, the relationship between cops and you know citizens so how did that relate to you like being from Chicago and you know obviously you you know firsthand you know what it's like to be there so how did that relate to you I guess as a director what about that did you want to put at the forefront with these two episodes well the biggest thing I want to put in the forefront is the humanity of cops and people that are not cops you know Mm -hmm. because as an adult I have friends that are cops and I have friends that are on the other side of the law mm-hmm. and uh, you start you see things from a broader perspective there, mm-hmm. you know where it's not necessarily you know right or wrong and everything like that sometimes people find themselves in situations that are uh, you know outside their control so I always try to find the uh, the humanity in the situation and then ch- kind of uh, highlight that highlight and, and that's how people can connect to it from a universal perspective yeah yeah that's yeah. perfect the, the word universal the thing I really felt about this episode that it wasn't a black episode, mm-hmm. not to say the others were, mm-hmm. but if you were to have these characters not be, you know, the color that they are, everybody could still relate to Correct. that situation mm-hmm. as far yeah. as if they were in the army, PTSD, even the bond between TJ and Rebel, like, you know, 
them rediscovering or figuring out their relationship. Great segue. Oh, Great chicken, segue because relationships. I really, you know, I really wanted to get there because I want to talk about them because they advice. made me so no. happy. I'm no, no. I'm actually here to say okay. that. Um, uh, so in previous episodes, I was kind of giving TJ a hard time because I just didn't really support. You're giving men a hard time. Why were you okay. giving TJ a hard time? Because oh. I just didn't. I didn't like that. I felt. Well, I feel like people Revel deserves the best, <laughs> and I feel like I just didn't really respect the fact that you know TJ kind of had like his girlfriend, and then he would kind of go back to her, and then how he brought his girlfriend to Revel's brother's funeral. It was just kind of like a. Why, he, why are you acting as if TJ initiated everything? Mm. Revel could have initiated some things. Mm. Okay, <laughs> but Is that a curse on show? Yeah. Yes. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, John does it all. Good time. to know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Of course he does. <laughs> but I just but you know what? Okay, before you guys pounce, because obviously it's three against one, I was going to say I was going to say that I really liked TJ in this episode. I was happy that he kind of put his foot down and told his girlfriend, like, no, I'm trying to work things out with Rebel and how they teamed up and how they're trying to figure out, I guess, what went wrong in their relationship. This was the episode that I liked TJ in the most. Because he you saw my, a different dimension to TJ. Yeah. Yeah. Because before, I just saw him as like, okay, it didn't work out, and now he has a girlfriend, and now he's like showing up at Rebel's home, and then he's going back to his girlfriend, and he's just kind of having his cake and eating now, it, Now, remember, too. he showed up at Rebel's home to find out if she was okay. She put the moves on him, so she initiated that. She did, again. but I mean, you know, I don't know if if I was the girlfriend, <laughs> I don't really know if I would want my boyfriend to be like, be right back, I'm gonna go check on my wife that I actually haven't really legally divorced. Yeah, but divorced. If, my, if my ex-wife that I haven't legally divorced has just lost her younger brother that I know she's close to, I'm going to go check on her. And well, if my then, girlfriend has a problem true. with that, that's a much larger issue in the relationship. Mm-hmm. True. And then I also wouldn't be a girlfriend to someone in that situation. So there's that. But I'm just saying, I really, I really appreciated TJ's episode. You have to come back when I'm not here. Like, I, you should just fill <laughs> it in. Right? I'd love to. I'd love to. Yes. Write your comments. I would love to see... <laughs> What you have to say about to about how I feel about TJ? I mean, do I liked him this episode because Thank last you. week I said like I'm hopeful for them to get right. back together and kind of work I it out. I said that too. I want them. I to said that together. too. Watch so, it back. Yes, I, I. So I liked when he kind of told Tasha like, "Oh, I don't think we should move in together." And right. then she got upset. And at first, I'm like, "Well, that's your fault. Yeah, you should be messing with the marriage." Yeah, she never time, should have put herself in that situation. Right, but we don't know the background story of if because here's the thing: there are some type of some marriages where people are separated and they actually are going through towards the divorce. Right. And they may start dating and that's okay. You're actually going to get divorced. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if he kind of played her and was like, no, we're really going to get a divorce. Or if it's like, I'm in a, you know, it's complicated type of situation. And see, to me, that's how he was portraying it for the for mm-hmm. the past two episodes. It was like, it's complicated. I'm kind of dancing around. Yeah. Right. And if know. it's like that, then like, you can't get mad. So, tell, get me, mad. so tell me how that's wrong. Tell me how what, my perception what's, what's is. Wrong? Tell me how my perception is disagreeable or... No, I'm just Run saying. Like, it, I really don't... No, tell me. Are you asking me? Or yeah. Just, no, okay. I would love to hear from you first. First off... You, let me sip my tea. I'm, I'm just over here trying to first understand. First off, let me, tell, let me talk to the viewers. You, you, it might seem like we're going after each other, but it's nothing but love. I rib on her all the time. Back to you. So, um, the thing is that people are not one-dimensional. With the girlfriend, she decided to to be in that situation. He's still married. That's her decision. If he was being nice to her, then it is what it is because she still benefited from his... Niceness. Accessories. You know. 
Okay. All that good stuff. Right. So I don't have an I don't have an issue with that because everybody is making choices. Like you know, even though he went over to Rebel, he did go to check on her, and she might have needed to benefit from his accessories. It is what it is. They're still married. She still love. They still love each other. Obviously, just things happen. That's life, and I respect a, a marriage more. That as they go through the ups and ups and downs, they still realize that they still love each other, and they they're eventually going to work it out. Then saying, okay, well, it's not going to work, and we're going to get a divorced. As long as there's not another girlfriend involved. But Carl, what is what, what is what is your opinion, Carl? Well, <laughs> first of all, and let's be clear, let's 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 not ignore the fact that a lot of relationships are messy. They're never black and white. They're very paradoxical. Say that again. They're very messy. They're they're not black and white. They're not right wrong. Yes, no, left, right. That's not the dynamic. Get of most you some cats, women. Get you some cats. Oh my god. So why Go are you encouraging women to become spinsters? Don't dogs. do that. Don't do, no. Don't listen to this woman. No. Don't no. Yes. No. Don't don't encourage women to get cats. <laughs> encourage women to have effective relationships that are healthy. Oh my god. What's wrong with you? Yes. Cut her I'm mic kidding. off. I'm kidding. <laughs> what? what? I'm kidding. Yeah. You know, listen, I'm an advocate. I'm an advocate for good relationships. I just don't like. What? I'm going to show I you am. our text messages because she needs no, some help. I'm sure she does. No, yeah, I sure am. I'm just not really for. I can only see. I can only imagine. No, I'm just not really for a married man kind of having his cake and eating it too. And Women the do past... that too, though. This is my this okay. is my thing. You can't just put it on men. Women do that too. That's and true. the thing is, everybody still makes those. You can't go through life because we're grown. You can't go through life being the victim. And that's the problem mm-hmm. with a lot of situations nowadays. They play the victim role when you part. You you took part in it. Yeah, the girlfriend was there, but. I'm sure TJ let her know that he's married and he's in a situation. It's com- it's it's he brought it's it to the funeral. Right. Yeah, it's not like he hid it from her. So mm-hmm. if, she, if he told her that and she still decides to go keep on stepping, then she can't get upset when he's like, "I'm going to go back to my wife." That's right. on you. That's on her. Then what she needs to do is like, "Look, I benefited from all the extra stuff, That's and fair. I'm going to move on." She's mm-hmm. she's cute. She's not ugly. Go mm-hmm. on. Plus, you can't on. get That's mad fair. if a man is in love with his wife and right. has a change of heart. Mm-hmm. You got to respect that. He told her. He could have just not said anything. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And Rebel showed her control in this episode, you know, when they were, like, just about to kiss, and then she stopped him, like, no, handle your situation. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so I think John made uh, reference that before. Like, she kind of controls it. Right. She gets it when she wants it, and when she doesn't want it, right. then she's not I think she it. did a, an okey-doke because she told him that in order for him to, to let him know, okay, I'm ready to at least try that out. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Because it could be something totally okay. different. Well, time, so. I, they were working together in this episode. Do you like them not only being like back together as a couple, but also working on you know different investigations I, together too? Do you think that'll be like in the future of this series? I don't know. I saw. I, I love the. I love this episode because it's like the first uh, two episodes were kind of establishing the characters, all the characters. Mm-hmm. So now we're getting into you know she's she's solving one case and she's still trying to solve her brother's case, and now TJ's getting into the mix. So I love that it was. Different. I feel like they're gonna have like a like a duo situation, going or on. you know three. I mean, I guess I'm more so looking at it as because they're married, like I'm, you know, I'm kind of wanting that for them to not also be married and work right. things out and not have anyone else in the picture, but to also, you know, work on investigations well, together. But I will say this. I also appreciated Sheena in this episode because I would have done the same thing. How do you think that she handled that? Like a friend would. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Sheena and I have the same outlook, you know? Really? Yeah, I oh. think we do. Okay. She just has no cats. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, guys, so I also... This is meant to... Um, this is... 
awesome. All kinds of good I right also now. want to get, I can't, I also want to get in to um, Rebel coming in contact with the cop who killed her brother. Mm-hmm. How, um, how is directing that for you? I was, well, like I said, at the time, when, you, when you're directing it, you really want them to make sure there's a level of authenticity in the performance. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Danielle is a, such a pleasure to work with because she can turn it on on a dime. She can make adjustments and things like that. And then casting is important, too. So shout out to Kim Harding and her crew for helping me cast this episode. And uh, the brother that played it, Michael Mancini, was great. He had that schmarmy look that you just despise because mm-hmm. yeah. it just reeks of guilt. So uh, it just added these elements of tension to the scene. Yeah. So it, it just played very authentic which is what I was always going for. Yeah, how did you guys feel about that scene? I kind of wish that, I'm sure, like, I, I don't think, one, it'll be acceptable on TV, but I kind of wish it's, like, you can play what she wants to really do pe- with people, like, mm-hmm. in her mind. Like, mm-hmm. she she's talking to him, but in her mind, she's literally, like, shooting up the place. Like, I would love to see that on a visual. Just, just mm-hmm. in reality. Just in reality, like, yeah. this is what I really want to do to you, but... I'm civil and I know how to. And handle I know my- how to handle myself. Mm-hmm. And then with Mac too, like, how do you think? Uh, how would you have taken that? I guess if you were a rebel and like he, you know, kind of tried to Explain. reconnect with you yeah. and give you a memory of your brother like that, and then have him in the video on top of that, mm-hmm. considering the fact that he did kind of start the whole situation as to why, you know, her brother is is dead. Right. How how did you guys take that? I had mixed emotions about it. Because I'm like, like you said, like you're just gonna give me this this video, this video, yeah. You rap, like it shows the relationship you had with him, and then you still pull out a gun and would, wanted to shoot him. But then he goes yeah. into his reasons why, and he's starting to have like these blackouts or panic attacks from when he was attacked, and it yeah, kind of like I just zones out exactly. That's so I'm like, yeah. mm, is it a cop out or that happens though, you know? And he and then in that scene when he was uh, pulled the gun out on Malik, you saw and we saw yeah. like something's going on here in his eyes and everything. Something's going on here. So I'm like, okay, well I guess it could be true. So. Yeah. I'm just like mm, I still don't know how exactly. I feel Do you about think it's that. a cop out? Do you think he's genuine with why he shot? I suggest that you keep watching the show. Oh, Ooh. well, you heard it here. Ooh. What do you think, TK? I want to say so many things, and I'm just being really good. Um, no, don't be so, no, no, just I say can't. it. Um, I don't know. There's just so many different elements. Like I, I feel the same way you do. Like mixed emotions. Like you could see the relationship, but then it's like, why did you mm-hmm. shoot? Like why did you pull out the gun on my brother? Yeah. But I think she understood in that scene. Um, like I said before, that she saw something was wrong because mm-hmm. if he actually was about to shoot him, I think she would have killed him first. Yeah. So I think she knows something's wrong, and I think not until he tells her the full story that she's gonna feel okay. Like almost forgiving him like that's more of a peace offering like i'm yeah yeah i'm really sorry but like like she'll forgive she'll forgive but never forget Mm. and if he if he were to actually expose the real story you know then that's that's raw so i mean i don't know it's it's a it's an interesting relationship but i also think he wants to bang too so you really think that even after he like shot at her brother that he 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 still even have a shot i didn't say he had a shot now i just think he still wants to bang her like he looked at his other partner and he's like oh not bangable yeah (laughs) then he's like (laughs) i think it's more than just him wanting to bang her i think he had an emotional connection with her yes emotional connection but see and that to me is the gap as to why he would do something as far as shooting her brother if there is like an emotional connect because obviously he also had an emotional connection to her brother as well right Mm -hmm. so that's what that's just the the gap that I'm trying to understand is why, what was it that was going on in his mind in that time that said it's okay to shoot him is right. what I don't understand. Well, it's like when crazy people do, like, I think it's the whole PTSD thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think they've explored it enough. I think 
I, don't, I, I have a feeling you're not going to tell me. But I think that they're going to explore. He's not. Yeah. He's doing that. He's I not. think they're going to explore it more as far as what's what makes up who he is. Like, we're all mm-hmm. made up of experiences. Like, certain things mm-hmm. happens, it happens in our life, and we're all made up, made up of experience. Like, you want seven cats. I have no idea I why. I don't want but there's, seven cats, there's a guys. Reason behind, it was a joke. There's a reason behind that experience. Obviously, that, I need to work on the joke, because it didn't land. Well. <laughs> I have one animal, and that's Which it. Which is a cat. This is a cat. Yeah. You need but the to, cat isn't with me here. landing on some So, other technically, I don't have any... Okay. <laughs> You see no how this went? This I'm goes sorry. really left, like really fast. Your fault. I'll so take that. Fault. So you. Also, we have that. one comment. Okay. Man, this show is so great. What happened to the sexy chocolate dude with the dreads, though? He had so much value. Oh, Ooh. well, we, D'Angelo yeah, could make the, it. Yeah. Um, we have another co-host. D'Angelo is the one who. But um. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Really, D'Angelo? Really? I was going to say some nice things about you. I know, like, I was about to explain. Uh, yes! Thank you. I was about to explain, like, why he's not here, but never mind, he's watching the show. Um, yeah, so... Should have held off and told him after that. I know, I thought about that, but, the, you know, I have some more things for Miss Ava. What, and, and that is? Well, I mean, do you have any advice for her? You know, she has some How issues. How is this like, related to Rebel? I'm issues. not sure, but... Kind of kind of like Rebel, but I think Rebel knows what she wants. Ava, she just kind of goes back. So I, what would you suggest? I would love to answer for a, myself, acting, but... Um, I mean, you could suggest it in an acting way, but in a real-life way, <clears> too. Because I have a feeling you have some advice. You said, what would I suggest to her? Yeah. Apparently, she's... I hired someone to speak for me, and I didn't know, but it's yeah. pretty awesome, so... Because <laughs> she's considering seven cats. Mm. Didn't know that either. Mm. Well, you know, just learn thyself, right? Thank you, Carl. Yeah. Thank thyself. you so much. I really appreciate yeah. it. Um, I think that's what I've, what I've been doing. Really? Um, just trying. Trying. Do. You know, so out of all the projects that you've done, what makes Rebel different this time as opposed to, like, the other projects that you've well, worked on? Well, this is on? my for- first foray into episodic television. Hmm. And I've come, I come from the independent filmmaking world where... Mm-hmm. Uh, so in television, you have the studio, you have the network, you have the producers. There's a lot of people involved in the creative process. And, and with independent filmmaking, it's the writer, director, and the producer, mm-hmm. for the most part, that pretty much handle all of the creative decisions. So that, that was a big transition. But, uh, you know, that and, you know, working with a, a larger crew and a larger capacity. And, uh, and then also that, that time frame, you know, working... Uh, Planning out and uh, mapping out the execution. And then, like, in the time frame that you have to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I guess it's time for predictions. Um, so what we do is pretty much we kind of lay out what we think is going to happen in either the next episode or, I don't know, the duration of the season. So, TK, do you want to start? No. Okay. <laughs> do you want to start? I'll and start. now, you're after Buzz TV. Oh, Isn't that <laughs> fancy, right? I love it I'm when nervous. they get the lights. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, uh, TJ and Rebel are on the road to getting back together. I think Tasha's gonna sneak in and try to start some stuff and try to, like, throw a little monkey wrench in there and try to, you know, I think a little bit. She should be afraid, but. She should be. She should be. But she, uh, a few times she's shown, she's a little arrogant, I think. So, and she has a little attitude. Like, I was watching this episode, like, when they were talking about going to see the house and everything Mm -hmm. and TJ couldn't go and she's copped all this attitude. So I just don't think she's gonna go away. Easily. Just easily? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can do a prediction even though you know what's going to happen. You because rather I do not? Know. I okay. Know. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like the way you, I like the, how you said that. However, I mean, I hope she does. Mm-hmm. 
I, I don't know. I think for Rebel and TJ, there's gonna still be there's still gonna be it, that's just too simple. We're in episode mm-hmm. three. It's just that's yeah, that's too, on the road. Yeah. So I think they're gonna go through their ups and downs. You know, Rebel might push him away, and she might come back into thing. But I, I hope she does come like test Rebel because I really want to see like a yeah, bitch laugh. That would, that would be really uh, nice. Um, with Rebel, it might be like a backhand. Yeah, backhand <laughs> bitch slap, or just like a push. But because she's so weak, she lands on the ground. Like just like really you're gonna test me mm-hmm. and then she's like yeah i'm going to and it's like no wrong move <laughs> i love things like that it just <laughs> makes me smile um i definitely think she's gonna get closer to you know finding out how everything happened in the case with her with her brother and actually winning this versus you know having the cops try to sweep it under the rug mm-hmm. and kind of turn it on her brother so i think she's gonna get closer to that but i think that's gonna be co- coming more towards the ends of the season um but I don't know. I just, I just, one episode, like more like a dream sequence, like just lots of guns <laughs> and just like killing folks. I would like more fighting, yeah. Yeah. Like the first, like, yeah. Part, yeah. Like just, just a couple flips, pull out the gun from the back pocket and just like in the head. That would be amazing. Okay. A lot of violence coming from <laughs> Well, you know. Yeah, like well, explains a lot. Okay. Explains a lot. Um, so, Carl, It doesn't explain anything because you have cats. And I'm a gentle I'm, person. Are you really? Yeah. See, <laughs> it does so, show a docile nature. So, um, your violent but, tendencies. Though. Oh, I, thank I'm, you, Carl, I for, like for highlighting oh, that. <laughs> um, my predictions. Um, you know, I don't really have. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of in a situation where I just kind of want to see it play out. Um, I'm just hoping That's that. A pop out. No, um, it's just, it's my independent choice, oh. and I have the right to that. See what play out. Um, I don't know. I, I, there's, like, so many elements, I guess, that I just kind of want to wait and see. Like, you know, in in our last show, I did express how I didn't want Rebel to discover any other kind of background situations that she would have to kind of fight for when it comes to protecting Malik and, you know, trying to get justice for his death. So I'm hoping that there... You know, the whole cocaine situation is is the epitome of, of what she's going to have to fight when it comes to that. And I'm hoping that her and TJ continue to figure it out uh, and not have anyone else in the picture and that they're Disney able movie. to just... It's not a Disney movie. That's not in... You know, it's, is that an abnormal wish? I don't think so. It's the behind the... I You know, we should just, like, really just print out all the text messages, like the group text that we have and just put so then you guys will understand that the it's it's love but it's frustration. She just doesn't she, just open your heart. Just open your heart. All right guys. Well thank you so much for tuning in to the third episode the after show for Rebel Chasing Ghosts. My name is Ava Hill and I want to thank Carl yes, thank for coming you. in. Um so, Carl, where can they find you on social media? Uh, Mr. Carl Seaton, S-E-A-T-O-N, on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Insta? Instagram, yes. Okay. And thank you guys for tuning in. My name is Ava Hill, and you can find me on Instagram at the Ava Hill. And I'm Lanisha. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter. And shout out again to Carl from Chicago. If you're watching, you're from the city. She left me, you guys. She left <laughs> I my had to. It's a whole Chicago to everything. It's a Chicago thing. Nothing all the time. Personal. All the time. Anyway. But anyway, if you're watching and you're trying to, you know, get a head start in this industry, like I said, look him up. Follow your heart. Get all your things together. Get all your ducks in a row. And you can make it happen. Look at us. 
My name is TK Trinidad. You can find me on everything, and I am still collecting those DMs for these two ladies who are looking Please for me. Please do men. not DM me. <laughs> yeah, that's why you can DM me so I can screen you guys and then send them to the we appropriate ladies. Yeah, it's a screening process. So you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. Thanks, guys. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.